Today we're talking about why the INFJ reality break is a bliss in disguise. The INFJ reality break is something that I hear INFJs talk about all the time. I know I have experienced it. And for so many INFJs, this is very devastating. And it seemed that way to me. But it turned out that this was the wake up call that I needed, that so many of my clients needed. This is something so many of us have experienced throughout their lifetime. And we look at it from a perspective that isn't helping us to move forward. But if you do that, if you're able to recognize what really happened and that it just opened your eyes, it can transform your entire life. So today we're going to talk about what a typical INFJ reality break looks like, what we can learn from it, all the pain that it causes and how it can just catapult us to the next level in creating our INFJ epic life. On that note, I can now announce the INFJ Epic Life Bootcamp launches August 20th. The first call will be August 27th. So make sure you're on that waiting list. You get access to an early bird price and get notified once everything goes live. All the information you find in the links in the description. So the reality break in general is based on cognitive dissonance, meaning something is the truth in your mind and you believe it to be, you know, the only reality that there is. And it just gets contradicted by what happens in the real world. For example, you're in a relationship and you put the other person on a pedestal and you think that person is the most gracious person. They are so like good to everybody. But in the end, that person was a narcissist who kept putting you down. You know, this is just a typical example. Once you get to a place where you cannot justify what you believe in anymore because the world just shows you contradictions to it over and over again, that's when you have a reality break. That's when you have like this cognitive dissonance because something doesn't work right. You believe the world to work in one way and now it doesn't. And so many INFJs experience this, in my opinion, way more often than like any other type, like, you know, on average, because the way we are set up. Meaning since we have introvert intuition as our first function, we very often live in that world. And that world is just parallel to reality. And we can stay in this place way longer than most types can. What I mean with this is if the reality doesn't look the way we want it to, that's okay for us. We can tell ourselves a story of it's going to get better or a story of, oh no, it isn't as bad as it looks or whatever it may be that might cause us to feel less pain. And therefore we can stay in our intuitive mind and just, you know, live this parallel life and sort of dissociate from reality and everything is okay. But we can only do this for so long. See with other types, they don't actually have the capacity to do that. They cannot distance themselves from reality to such an extent. So they much sooner get to a place where they have to face reality, where they have to face the pain. See, our mind is trying to protect us, you know, not just the INFJ, every mind. And so it will use everything in our capacity to keep us believing the truth that we already believe in. And we just by chance have the capacity to stay in this mindset of, no, I believe this to be true, although the world contradicts it. And this is actually a very good thing. This is the thing that's going to help you be a dreamer. This is why revolutions happen because a person says, no, this is the truth I believe in. And no matter what's going on in the world, I'm going to keep this in my mind. You know, the typical Martin Luther King speech, you know, that everybody says is an INFJ, you know, I have a dream. This is the reason why we can hold on to a dream that, you know, doesn't seem like it's plausible all the way, but because we hold on to it, we actually turn reality around. 
we can continue to go on our path despite you know obstacles despite things happening that are not in our favor so this is the good side of it the bad side of this is that we also stay in situations that are not healthy for us where people are not good to us where you know we're not moving forward in our career you know another example would be that you're at a job where you feel like I just have to put in more work I have to convince them that I really know my stuff that I'm here committed to this company I want to make this happen and you continuously tell yourself once they actually just see what I'm capable of I will finally get the recognition that I deserve. At some point you recognize though that they would never give you the recognition that you were looking for because they had completely different ideas of what is good work or what isn't or aren't able to even grasp what you bring to the table. This can also be a reason for a reality break that you say to yourself all the time, I'm the reason why I'm not getting ahead. I haven't proven myself yet. I just have to do more. I just have to be more loyal. I have to put in extra hours. Then people will recognize what I can do for them. And as you can see, this can happen in your work relationships. This can happen in your intimate relationships, in your friendships. The list goes on and on. And it doesn't even have to be about people. It can also be that you say, oh, I'm going to stay in this environment and it's going to get better. Something external will happen that will turn everything around. We can do that because we're not facing reality. Because if we did, we would recognize, oh, okay, I actually don't like my job. I don't get the recognition that I'm looking for. It's time for me to move on. And a reality break is something that really forces you to look at these things. See, the way we work here and also throughout the program, so bootcamp and also the audio guide, you know, we talk about this in detail. In the audio guide, for example, it's all about, okay, face reality in a way of what if it never got any better? What if this is the best it could be? How would you feel? Because it forces you to actually look at reality and not stay in this intuitive, introverted mind of yours that allows you to sort of, you know, just dissociate. And when you do that, you cannot change anything about your life. And the frustration grows. And so it is like this path to a life that feels like out of your control, a life that doesn't feel fulfilling. And this is something you hear a lot of INFJs say, that their life is not fulfilling. And it's not just because, oh, we're dreamers and we don't fit into this world. It's also because once we distance ourselves from reality, we don't feel the pain. And if we don't feel the pain, we're not taking the steps. A reality break does exactly that. It forces you to look at your pain points. And that's why these reality breaks are so, you know, incredibly painful. They're so traumatic because you tried everything in your power, subconsciously or consciously, to not look at it this way, to keep telling yourself the story that you kept telling yourself because this keeps us sane. And once we have to face these harsh truths, we know, okay, I have to change something like that kind of pain. I don't want to feel anymore. I have to take more control over my life. Once I experienced this, I knew I never wanted to go through this again. This was really, really painful. And that's why I'm doing these videos. That's why I have my programs and all of that, because I want all of us to continuously take those steps to look at reality. So we never have to let it get to a place where we have that reality break right? Because our subconscious knows that this is not good for us and it will continuously do something until we wake up. 
first it like you know gives us a little nudge then you know it like really uh, pushes us you know the third step is it really takes a brick and puts it over our head that's the kind of reality break I'm talking about we're going to try to convince ourselves that our truth is the truth overall that it works and you know reality will show us again and again yes that's true or no that's not true and for the things that are out of our control we're going to recognize okay this is not a place where I do have the power see you do have the power to say I'm going to be an artist or I'm going to be a successful musician or whatever it may be because this is in the locus of your control you know I'm going to be somebody who's committed to continuously you know putting my music out there, um, writing books, you know, sharing my message, improving upon that and so on and so forth. This is where you have control. What you don't have control over is that that one person thinks you're a good musician, that that one boss thinks that you're valuable to the company, that that one person thinks, oh, you're such a good person and you're the best thing that could happen to them and therefore they should be with you, you know? Those are things we cannot control. And this is what causes those reality breaks most of the time. Because in our mind, this is so obvious, so we're going to try to push for it. And when this happens, it's an ego loss. It really breaks down everything that we believed in. And we start having a new image of ourselves. We really create a new identity. We create new dynamics with people because since we are different, our dynamics will be different. And we really look at life in a different way. For me, my reality break was a wake up call like I had never experienced before. I didn't know I could handle it, um, but it was the best thing ever. You know, my goal is to never experience this again because I take the steps and hopefully most of you don't have to experience this neither because we're taking those continuous steps. And so we're directly going into a direction that is healthy for us. But if you do, you know, you're going to survive it. If you've experienced this in the past, you have survived it. And if you're going through this right now, I can tell you, you will survive this because it's not like every person survives this all the time. That's not the case. And when I say survive, I mean, you're not going to die from it, but for some people, it might really make them, you know, lose faith in life altogether. It might make them lose any kind of ambition or drive for life. That's not how it is for INFJs. Because if we recognize, okay, this is a reality break, I have to change my identity and how I'm going to move forward in life, it always turns into this one direction, which is I'm going to go into my extroverted functions. I'm going to tap into SE. I'm going to tap into FE. I'm not going to be the silent observer any longer. I'm going to take up space in this world. And I'm going to do this by, you know, voicing who I am, how I experience the world. And I'm going to voice it in any kind of way that I feel is correct for me and is in alignment with who I am. That's what FE is all about. Very often we think FE is all about creating harmony, specifically for INFJs. But this is just a way how we can use FE, you know, to create harmony, to make people feel comfortable. But what it actually is, and specifically in our case, I mean, think about it, it's our second function, meaning it's our creative function. So the way we see the world, we express that through FE. And this is not just verbally. This is expressing yourself in the choices that you make, the way you live your life, the things you say, the things you wear, the interests that you have, the convictions you portray on a daily basis, that is FE. And for the longest time, we have gone the other way around and we have gone to the other extreme, which is hollowing ourselves out. 
not expressing what we really believe who we are you know all our understandings of what is cool what isn't what is right what is wrong what brings us joy what doesn't because of all the things that are happening in society that contradict our own you know understandings like the typical thing the INFJ likes to spend a lot of time by themselves and for the longest time we felt like this is something that we have to be ashamed of we find excuses why we don't want to hang out with people we try to sound like oh we would love to hang out with you when in the end we never intended to do that once you get to a place where you know well that's who I am I need, you know, some social interactions. And if I have those social interactions, I want them to be, you know, deep and I want them to be meaningful. And I'm totally fine going, you know, three, four days without, you know, human contact. Like, that's okay. Like, whatever it may be for you. And once you've experienced this reality break, you understand that you cannot use your FE in a way of, okay, I'm going to make other people comfortable. So they sort of include me in their own thing. What we learn is that we have to rely on us more, that we have to choose ourselves, that we have to choose who we are and what we want and prioritize that. And trust me, it gets easier. In the beginning, we very often don't know what we want. Like a typical example I used to say before COVID was, you know, you go to the movies with your friends and it's like, I don't care what movie we watch, you can decide. This is the typical INFJ thing. Like, you know, our opinion doesn't really matter. And it didn't feel like we were sacrificing anything. We really didn't care. But that is because we have taught our system not to care. We have taught our mind that our opinion doesn't matter. But we can also reteach it to matter. And the more you do that, the more it becomes your you know, second nature. And it is your true nature because you are a gift to the world. And when I say you, I don't mean like INFJs are the only gift in the world and other personality types are less valid, nothing like this. Every single person has something unique to give and is a contribution to the world. So the only way we can give value to that is if every single one of us makes sure that we choose ourselves that this has to be the first thing in our life that is of the most value and that we give it the recognition that it deserves. And once you do that, you're not going to face those reality breaks anymore because you're not going to rely on something external that you have no control over, as in your boss recognizing that you are valuable. You already know that you're valuable because you continuously prove to yourself, this is what I'm bringing to the table, and if somebody doesn't get it, I'm moving along. I'm not waiting for people to see my value. That next thing that's also going to make a huge difference is our other extroverted function, which is extroverted sensing. And that is all about drive. That is all about action. Once we start taking action, things happen. And it is going to be difficult in the beginning. I always love to use the example of the cornfield that all your life you've been going down this path over here and now you're going to go another path. In the beginning, it's going to be difficult to lay the ground, to make sure that you create that path. Once you do that, everything becomes easier. So don't think, oh, I cannot go down that path because it's not worth living a life where I have to fight every single day. You don't have to fight every single day. It's never going to be as difficult as it is in the beginning. Start the process, start those steps. I promise you it will be worth it. And, you know, ways to know what to do and how to do this, you know, check out the free poster on the INFJ Epic Life, you know, on the five pillars. If you haven't done this so far, the link is also in the description. 
because it like really helps you okay let me take steps in my physical energy management in my relationships in this kind of way and you see how you just gain more and more power through that because the more you choose yourself the more energy you actually have and then you can take like the next step and the next step and it becomes easier and easier it is an exponential you know growth curve in that regard and what we also have to recognize is that we are super strong mentally and because we are that way we can use this reality break as a bliss because it is under pressure that diamonds are really created and this is the perfect metaphor here because it is a very difficult thing and I don't believe that most people can go through this the way we can you know they will lose hope they will you know get into depressive moods whatever it may be we very often can stay steady in such you know adversity in situations that really challenge us mentally we can keep our ground why can we do this because of the thing we talked about in the beginning which is our you know introverted intuitive mind we can distance ourselves from reality in such a way that allows us to you know face pain in a way that we can grow from it we can transform it but it doesn't overwhelm us you know it gets us out of our comfort zone we can handle it we feel it and therefore we can heal it and so step by step we fight ourselves out of the situation. So remember, if you've gone through a reality break, if you're going through it now, if you feel like it's impending, you're going to make it happen. You're going to be fine. You can trust yourself. This will be the wake up call that you waited for. And if you continue to take those small steps we continuously talk about, you don't even have to go this far as a reality break, you know, in order to have the transformation that you're looking for. Remember, if you want to take it to the next level, join the bootcamp, our next live round launches August 20th uh, first live call will be August 27th all the information on the waiting list you have in the description so sign up we have an early bird prize we're going to have a free masterclass so it's going to be this epic thing that we do uh, four times a year it's happening real soon so make sure you get notified and if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic then watch the video when the INFJ gets out of a depressive state this is what happens